Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chairman Mao. Jamie Howe. Ho Chi Minh. Asif Din. Vaslav Havel. Graham Savile, no surrender, Percy Fender, Guerrilla Cricket. Uh, welcome to Guerrilla Cricket. Now, Leicestershire are a proud county, three times county champions, three times T20 champions, three times Benson Hedges Cup winners. If you are a Leicestershire fan, and there are many of them, good things, it seems, come in threes. Not to mention some fabulous cricketing careers that the county has launched. Uh, since we're talking in threes, I'll just give you David Gower, Stuart Broad and Phil DeFratis. But there are plenty of others that have either started uh, or benefited uh, from their time at Grace Road. Um, yet when England get battered in a test series, there are those who point an accusing finger towards our first class county game. Some would even question the status of counties at all. Today, my guest is the CEO of Leicestershire, Sean Jarvis, uh, who is looking to not just steer Leicestershire to success, but to grow the size and inclusivity of cricket in the county of Leicestershire. Sean, a huge welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to be invited and uh, share a few of my thoughts with you. Well, we're, de- we're delighted. But, but can I start off, you know, just with a, bit, a wee bit about you, um, which is very interesting, being a football fan. I can tell you, I've I've stood on the terraces at Boundary Park. It's the coldest bloody ground I think I've ever been to in my entire <laughs> life. But <laughs> next to Grimsby, possibly. Um, but but from sort of Oldham to Huddersfield Town and then to Leicestershire, tell us a little bit about that journey and, and how you come to be here. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the nickname for Boundary Park was Ice Station Zebra. Joe Royal <laughs> called it Ice Station Zebra. Yeah. Um, Neil Warnock, I must tell you a little story. Neil Warnock used to uh, turn up when he was manager at Oldham. He used to turn up the uh, the changing room, the visiting changing room, to as, as hot as it possibly could. So when the team, the opposition, ran out, it was even colder when they went out to Boundary Park. So those uh, incredible tactics. But yeah, I, I my my background is I, I am a Leicester lad. I was born and bred in Leicester, but then. I moved to Yorkshire when I was 18, studied in Yorkshire, worked within sport. I was involved in the changing of uh, rugby league from a winter to summer game. Uh, And then I ended up gravitating to work at Oldham Athletic. And I spent seven great years at at, uh, at Boundary Park. And one one particular year, I I ended up owning the football club. But that's maybe that's a story for another day. It cost me a quid. And a lot of people said to me, well, that's 99p more than you should have spent on it. But that's a, that's a story for another day. You've told that um, one before, haven't you? <laughs> I have, I have. And then, um, then after seven seven years at Boundary Park working with, with Oldham, I, I then moved to Huddersfield Town, spent 15 years, um, just short 15 years at uh, the John Smith Stadium and um, 15 great years that saw a journey from 
uh, League One when I joined all the way up to the top of the Premier League. And at one point, uh, Huddersfield Town were top of the Premier League ahead of Man City and Man United. It was only about three games into the season, but we were top of the Premier League. So um, I, I can put that down as one of my achievements. But uh, having spent 15 years there, um, it was time for a change, really. And uh, I I got invited to be a non-exec director at, at Leicestershire. And then the chair invited me to be, become the CEO uh, here at the club and um yeah that was that was two years ago and 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 it's kind of me coming back to my, my roots really my family's still here um for those that know me my dad was a big cricket man he was a second class umpire and, and actually he passed away some 20 years ago and his ashes are actually scattered here at, uh, at Grace Road oh wow so on the night time he kind of haunts me or just make sure that I'm doing the right thing you know um, so it's been an interesting journey, 30 years spanning rugby league, football and now cricket. So, um, so yeah, and a variety of challenges all the way along. Well, we, we, well come on, yeah. Well, I, I think there are a few and that, that, that's part of the reason why we're, why we're having this, this chat here. But let's start with um, the County Together initiative. Um, you know, you've been mobilising, I think, members and fans to, to spread the word about cricket at Grace Road. Um, just tell us a little bit about that and how it's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm very keen here at Leicestershire. I think one of the things that we've maybe suffered from in the, the, the past decade has been a lack of engagement. Uh, we've kind of been a cricket club that's sat there and expected people to come. And as we know, you can't do that. Unless you're incredibly successful, then you can't do that. So I think what happened to us during COVID was we got the chance to press the reset button and look at who we are, how we operate, how we do things, and then try and come out of COVID with a bit more different ideas. And, and County Together, is it, for us, it is epitomises that. It's all about how we really sort of engage with businesses, with the fan base, members, stakeholders, cricket clubs, schools. So there's no silver bullet to it, but we're – determined to really engage with many people as possible. And that's a whole, across a whole different variety of, 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 of methods. So for example, we've, we're literally joining forces with County Cricket Matters and the Cricket Supporters Association to do an initiative around Sussex game, where we're going to be giving away 4,000 free tickets to hopefully new audiences to come and watch our championship game across those four days. So it's little things like that. Equally, we're undertaking road shows. So we're going into clubs and and myself, director of cricket, head coach, maybe a player or two, uh, having debates about Leicestershire. Um, We've we've given away sort of fixture posters to people to try and spread the word. Um, So it's even even with the business community, we, we... had an event last week where we invited a local business person who was very successful down here, who um, gave his insight onto how his business was successful. And we had, I think, around about 60 local businesses come along and listen to him. And that was completely free of charge. And we worked with Pucker Pies on getting a, a pie into the night and having a pie and pea night. So things like that. It's all about that engagement. Cricket is great, but we want it to be bigger and better and be a place for everybody to come and join, I think. Well, pies, pies and Leicestershire go hand in glove, don't they? Am I right, Mel- am I Melton Mowbray? Am I in the right part of the world? Oh, uh, yes, you are. Melton oh, Mowbray, pocket pies. <laughs> yeah, very good. And, and a bit of cheese to go with it as well. Red Leicester cheese. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you are. I, I, like, I love going to Leicester when I'm watching football and, uh, and cricket just on a couple of occasions. Although we lost you last year. I'm a Middlesex man. Oh, uh, and you okay. came roaring back. Uh, who's a couple we, of people got a ton, and you were you, you know you were you were out the game. And, yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember who got the runs, but somebody rattled up about 180 on did for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, might have been Marcus Harris who played. Yeah, Marcus Harris got 180 odd, and somebody else got 120. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's. We um, can talk about that more if you want. You know, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was a little bit parochial for the, for the subject. And just <laughs> focus in on one match, even though it matters a lot to both of us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tell me, uh, uh, what was interesting to me um, 
is you know you're coming out of the, hopefully the challenges of the pandemic financially at least um leicestershire had a pretty good year which seems to buck, buck a trend there um you know that's some performance given the challenges of that the sports and entertainment industry has had without giving away commercial confidences what what's your secret sauce how do you do that yeah yeah um i i don't think there was any one particular silver bullet that 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 helped us produce those those results i think it's it's a combination of um that engagement really um and and speaking to businesses telling them about our vision um speaking to members engaging with them um looking at how we uh really push the asset as much as we can do so so if you if you were to analyze it that there's no no single single solution to it but i think for for us it was hard work it was all about rolling your sleeves up do you know what communicating to the outside world about who we are what we stand for where we're headed and what we're doing and i think once you start communicating to people, people then really want to be part of it. And what I, I've seen, it's, I guess it's in my DNA as a Leicester lad as well, is that people do want their local sports clubs to be successful and they'll support them if they believe there is a vision or a, a plan to do so. And I think you know we've got some very successful clubs in our area, including Leicester City, Leicester Tigers, and of yeah. course Leicester Riders basketball team, very successful as well. Um, and I think for us, the one thing I would say about um, Leicestershire is that we probably have the past, past 10 years maybe just lacked a bit of direction. Um, it's been incredibly tough for us. But now I think and, 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 and you know, one of the, the, the silver linings came out of the pandemic was that opportunity to just take a step back and actually then discuss, well, how do we go forward? How do we develop as a, as a cricket club? What is it we need to do? And, and, and almost rewire our thinking. My benefit is very much kind of I come from that football background. So I, I could bring some of the things that we've done there to the club and, and try different things. And, and I think also as well, the staff here were quite refreshed by what we were doing new as well and began to sort of see things. We haven't got all the answers yet, but... That, that proved last year that if we put hard work, put our shoulder to the wheel, then we can make a big change. Well, that, you know, that raises an interesting question because it kind of goes back to your, 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 your journey, if you will. I mean, if I look at Oldham and Huddersfield, Leicester, I mean, this is not Newcastle United. You haven't been handed the Saudi Development Fund millions to work with. You know, it's not That's Manchester up. United. It, 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 it's... You, you've had to come up with that something extra. You know, the cliche is punch above your weight. Do you feel there's, yeah. there is an, an element of that with Leicestershire as well that, that kind of is in yeah. tune with sort of where you've been before? Yeah. Oh, without question. Without question. Our DNA, our DNA is is very much kind of the underdogs and developing talent. We, we use the phrase Academy of Cricket a lot about how we develop. We, we understand some of our talent does get picked up. Um, we hope that there'll be a tipping point in future. That, that talent stays with us as we grow as a as a business and a club. Um, but yeah, we very much see ourselves as the underdogs. Uh, very much see so the challenger brand, if you like. So we're mm. the ones that like to snap at the heels of, of the bigger clubs. You know, I've done that in my career with with Huddersfield Town, and mm. and if you've got the right chemistry, the right culture the right vision, uh, the right targets, then anything is possible. And, and I genuinely believe we we will do that. We, we're on a journey now that uh, I think is only going to be a, a northward trajectory. Success is not linear, as we know. It's not going to happen you know, as a steady path. There will be downs and there will be ups. But we're taking the first year of our, our foundation, if you like, last year, good positive financial results, you know, we had we had figures such as sixty personal bests, the best home win ratio uh, for some twenty years, overall win ratio of of uh, the club for fifteen years. So there are green shoots to what we're doing, and we very much kind of want to develop that even further, build on that, and that's that's the challenge for myself, all the staff, 
um, Claude Henson, Paul Nixon, the players, everybody. We, we, we want to progress and want to go further. Um, what are some of the sort of specific things that you're doing then to sort of look to grow the, the membership uh, in terms of both numbers and value? I mean, I did note, for example, I looked at the different membership options possibly a tad bewildering i had to read it two or three times but i I walked away with the conclusion once i'd understood it (laughs) that um my my entry level opportunities were there and if i wanted to buy more i could so 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 it it took a bit it took a bit of getting my head around what my options were but once i did i thought i thought my choices were good tell us a little bit about those maybe yeah we've got to we've got to attract a new generation of supporters to leicestershire Mm. um that that conveyor belt of, of of supporters has got to come through so we wanted to introduce things from zero uh, and, and we've we've introduced a, an initiative this year that means that every child in leicestershire whether they are playing cricket or not can actually become a member of leicestershire and and actually have a taste of cricket so um, and then it's a case of right well here are the other options that are available too yes there's quite a few but we want to get people on the ladder to support becoming a lifetime supporter of Leicestershire. And I think, I think for us, it's about opening the doors. And one of the things we did last year, and I, I suspect we might touch on the 100 in a moment, but um, one of the things that we did last year, on the back of the 100, we had a championship game straight after. Hmm. And we opened our doors free of charge. We did a free family fun day. And we actually had 4,000 people turn up. Now, that was a little test for us to sort of say, right, is there an audience there that's going to be interested in this? And there was. And I think now it's about us capturing data, communicating with people, making them feel part of the club, um, welcoming them, giving them experience when they're here. All those, I guess, different elements, food, uh, hopefully a winning team on the pitch, that then starts to create a real special place to be. Um, but we recognise we're one of the lowest uh, in terms of our membership. So we need to address that and actually create that new generation of supporters. But which we direction is that get- membership travelling in? Is it travelling oh, it's, yeah, low, we, low we, base we, to, we, to upwards? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're seeing 25% increases at the moment. Um, people are beginning to engage with us. We're doing a lot more social media so people are people are starting, I think, to take a punt on us to actually kind of go. You know what? There's something happening there. Let, let, let's have a look. Let's have a taste. It's then up to us and our cricketers to deliver an experience that then they they want to come back. You know. So um, for us, excited by it, but still an awful lot of work to do. Well, I know you've done the you've done the survey working with the um, Cricket Supporters Association. I mean, one of the stats that jumped out to me was that. Um, probably 50% of respondents were towards the younger end. So, you know, there's that classic cliche. I mean, look at me for a start, but, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I, I embody the, the bloody cliche of the older county fan. <laughs> but if you put me to one side, you know, most of the people, you know, or a large proportion of the people that responded to that survey were at the younger end of that scale, which I think is hugely important. Is there kind of a really deliberate attempt to really really you know appeal to younger sports fans not necessarily even cricket fans and even even you know and then to sort of think about you know ethnic diversity which is another huge challenge you know it's it's that 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 huge difference between the number of um of, of asian players who play the game at club level and socially and then who get pulled through to the, the, the first team. I mean, these are huge issues, but how is Leicester sort of grappling with those? Yeah, again, no silver bullet. And the simple answer is yes. And we've got to hit those head on. And, and, and it's about how you get yourself out in the community, how you uh, communicate with people, how you listen to them. And, and for us, it's about not just putting on a show here at the Upton Steel County Ground. It's about how we actually go out to those clubs and, and listen to what it is they want to do. How do they want to get involved 
with Leicestershire. And, and it, it's simple things like turning up to events where there are festivals in Leicestershire, having a presence with those and, and making people feel that Leicestershire is a club for them. Um, so it's, it's a, it, it, there's no, as I say, there's no simple answer. I think if there was, I'd be a very wealthy man and I'd be able to write the book and sell the book. But um, for us, it's, it's literally about listening, being part of the community, getting out there, celebrating our successes, um, communicating to people in all sorts of different ways. And we uh, There's a, a particular Asian area of Leicestershire, and, and I know myself and our, our advertising manager here, we went into that area giving away free posters and things like that. And the reaction we got was really positive. And I think it's sometimes it's just simple things like that, whereby your face is seen in communities. And I'm very keen on us doing that and, and not always being, well, we want you to come to Leicestershire, which of course we do, but actually let's bring Leicestershire to you if we can. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you look at the women's game, it must be very helpful for you that you're, uh, I think, staging one of the uh, ODIs this year. Is it versus South Africa? You've you've got at the. Yeah. I'll have to give yeah. it the. I, I keep. I'm afraid I keep calling it Grace Road. It's the Upton Steel. Okay. Upton yeah. Steel. It's the Upton Steel County Ground, isn't it? Right. But you, but you have you have some international cricket there, which is great. Yeah. Which is brilliant, and and and, and you know, women's cricket in Leicestershire over the past two years has absolutely mushroomed. Mm. It's it's gone through the roof. And and we've seen that when we put our ticket sales on for um the, the, the South Africa, England, South Africa game. I think um my head of marketing and community commun- uh, uh, commercial sales here said to me that um we'd gone up by about 83% compared to day one sales of, of the, the following year the previous year. So things like that are, are real winning signs for us. So I'm really encouraged by it. And I think it's about, again, how we communicate, how we attract people, how we actually get into the communities to get them to come to, to Leicestershire. Would you describe Leicestershire as a family club? Oh, without question. With, without question. Um, I think we, our traits, our USPs, when people come, we want them to feel part of the club. Mm. Yes, you could be very corporate and, and that's your experience, but we're not like that. We want to be very personable. And I've always said my door is always open for people to come and have a chat. Um, you know, I'll walk around the ground, I'll sit in certain parts of the ground, but people can have a chat with me. And, and, and that emanates from the very top right away through to every member of staff is that that's, that's our personal touch. That's who we are. We are that size of club that can cope with that. Yeah, we want to develop our brand and our identity and our experience, but we must never lose sight that we are that family club and uh, all families, colour, creed, background are welcome here at Leicestershire. Well, and, and that's that's fantastic to hear. Well, you, you did say we'd talk about the 100. I don't know we'll talk about it, but I'm, but I'm interested on its impact a little bit. There is a fear amongst the genuine, you know, historical, shall we say, lovers of county cricket, yeah. that a fan- franchise structure with its city bases, you know, positions counties with test match grounds unfairly strongly compared to other counties. Do you feel that, do you feel those concerns of, of county lovers and what would you, what would you say back to them knowing that, that situation? Yeah, I, I do. I can see it. I can see it. Um, I think with, with the hundred, it's arguably, Again, still too early to actually understand the full impact of that on, say, a team like Leicestershire. Mm. Um, there are inevitably going to be pluses and minuses. Um, the pluses, as I mentioned earlier, we we had an open day, so we saw that 4,000. And I think it's about how we use the 100 to benefit us as a club. The interesting thing that I see is that um, people of Leicestershire do struggle to support Trent Rockets because Nottingham and Leicester are kind of rivals. Um, and I kind of get that. Same with Derby. So Derbyshire, ourselves, and Nottinghamshire, we're all kind of rivals. And, and I think Leicestershire tend to look at the players that leave and end up at Nottinghamshire. That's yeah. probably one reason. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So, so it, it's difficult for me because I'm a director of Trent Rockets. Of course, well, but- I mean, you've 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 interpreted my next yeah. question, which was, you know, but, is that a question yeah. of keeping your enemies closer, or is it <laughs> knowing your enemy, yeah. or how how what, how does that work? Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one because, like I say, I think I think it's it's early to say if the hundred has had the desired effect on the game. I think for me, what the 100 must do is attract new audiences. It must help uh, cricket at all levels, not just the test ground status. Test ground, it's got to filter through. I think on year one, um, on the plus side, I think it attracted new audiences. It was interesting. Last last night, uh, I was at a dinner last night, and somebody said to me that uh, I've never been into cricket, but I watched the hundred, uh, and I kind of like it now. And, and I, I, you know, whether they then roll over into say T Twenty or a membership of of county championship remains to be seen. And I think that analysis work needs to be done. Maybe year three, I think, is a good a good time to really drill down on on what the impact is and how certain clubs have benefited or not. So so for me, there are reservations. Of course they are, because what you don't want is is my T20 crowd disappearing and going watching uh, Trent Rockets. And that, that, that that's just robbing Peter to pay Paul. What, what, what I need to see is growth in numbers at Leicestershire on the back of the 100. I'll support the 100 if Leicestershire benefits um, and benefits uh, in the right manner as does Nottinghamshire or Lancashire or Yorkshire or any other clubs, as long as it's fair and attracts those new audiences, then it can be a good thing. But it's that management of it, you know. It's it, I can look through it for rose tinted glasses, um, but at, at some point I'm going to have to take them off, and that might be a year or two years, and actually say, right, what has been the impact of the hundred on Leicestershire County Cricket Club? And we've got to be open and honest on that basis. Um, so I'm delighted to be part of it, and I think we've got to give it time, but it's equally got to go under the microscope at the appropriate time as well. Well, you, yeah, I think you've answered the, you know, you better, you, 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 uh, what's the phrase? You've put yourself inside the tent where, whereupon it's easier to piss outwards, as they say. So <laughs> I can kind of see, <laughs> I can sort of see that, 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 that how, how, how that works from, from that perspective, but it's, 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 mm-hmm. It's all about the benefit for Leicestershire. Do you feel then at the moment that that balance is right? So speaking as a cricket fan who is concerned about test performance and, you know, a huge frustration is the lack of county cricket in the height of summer. Been slightly addressed this time around with the new structuring of the the county championship. But there is the argument which 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 says, if you put the dollars that went behind the hundred to enable the likes of Leicestershire, Derbyshire, even the county, you know, in the Test match grounds, to really mar- merchandise the 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 blast, to really build on the back of that, you could have had the same net result, and you'd have probably also upped the quality of the the cricket that ultimately feeds the England team. How do you, how do you how do you feel about that as the as the as the leader yeah, of, of uh, Leicestershire, yeah, it, it's it's uh, without question a, a, a fair comment, and I think um, I think that that review will come. You know, we've only had one year of of the hundred. For me, I think we need to have another two years before we can really ascertain the impact. Um, that said, that said, um, yes, of course. I'm I'm concerned about performances at England level and Red Bull cricket and where that's headed. Um, I think we we here at Leicestershire are slightly booking the trend. We're seeing growth in numbers, and we hope that that is on the back of the hundred, which is we'll see. We'll do our analysis. Um, I, I I however come from a football background, as as we discussed earlier. Mm. One of the things that I think that cricket needs to really scrutinise is its technical performance levels. It needs to be 
the impression I get, having worked in cricket now for a couple of years, is that it is maybe a number of years, 10 years maybe, behind other sports, high-performance sports, such as football. And I think we need to, as a game, look at how we improve. I mean, one simple thing that I've I've observed, and whether this is possible or not, it's just one of my ideas, is that our cricketers, like most of, of counties, go into the indoor nets during uh, winter. So they'll play on surfaces that are um, not conducive to typical summer cricket. Mm. So why why don't, say, the ECB, if they want to improve the, the, the ability of our cricket, why don't they sort of almost give a grant or encourage the clubs to buy tents for their pitches so that, that then they can play, you know, any groundsman listen to this will probably be an uproar at the moment, but... Uh, but then they can improve the technical ability on the correct surfaces. And I, I suspect that had our players had more preparation, be- better preparation for the Ashes, it might have been a closer result. Who knows? Um, but I think it's little things like that. I also think technology needs to come into cricket a lot more. Um, you know, I know we we use a little product called Stanspeam, which is like a sensor on top of the bat that helps our batting speed and things like that. All those little things, those marginal gains and differences that uh, David Brailsford brought to uh, to cycling. I think cricket yeah. needs to unearth things like that so that it technically improves and becomes, for want of a better phrase, more professional in its approach. When you say cricket, Sean, are you talking about English cricket or are you talking about cricket generically? I'd be surprised if... The IPL hasn't got every gadget and gizmo and whatever it needs going to get that, you know, bat speed a fraction of a percent faster or, or whatever it takes. So, so, so I think you're talking, you're saying specifically English cricket there, aren't you? I am indeed, yeah, uh, without question. I think, I think that that for me is is where we, as a game in in the UK, need to improve our our, our look at our high performance, our players. Um, needs as much support as they can get. We've got to help them with technology. We've got to help them with the ability to play on correct surfaces. Um, you know, I, I go into a, our indoor uh, indoor nets during the winter and watch our players. And you can see they obviously put different mats down for different surfaces and things like that. And that's great. But surely we can be far more advanced on on the technology that we could we could get into the game. And I think that would only help the, help the and our universities. You know, I, I know it's something I'm very keen to chat to uh, Loughborough University at the appropriate time. Well, Can you me- work a with us? Sporting <laughs> achievement. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that that, that is definitely a, an interesting one. Let me let me ask you about um, something Jonathan Agnew said, an alumni, yes. of course, of Leicestershire, which I'm sure you've heard. He's very much advocating a 10-team franchise approach to first-class cricket. Um, as the county that nurtured him, and dare one say it, when they talk about you know, most, you know, ideas that would relegate the counties, yeah. perhaps Leicester, for all the great work, more exposed to that risk, you know, how would you argue that against your former employee and the county that made it? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Um, we're all entitled to our opinions and, and Jonathan is, of course, entitled to his. And, and uh, we, I'm still trying to arrange a meeting with Jonathan just to chat that through and give my opinion. And my opinion is... Can we record it? Yeah, yeah. It'd be an interesting one, wouldn't it, that one? Um, my opinion is the game needs to expand. Uh, I, I've sort of said, you, you name me one sport where it reduces the numbers that means it gets better. But surely by attracting more people involved in the sport, it will attract more people to play it. And then it's how you create the cream of the crop to play for England and win the Ashes, etc. So I I just don't get the logic that, I mean, I do, but I, I, I don't understand why you would reduce it down and create a smaller number of people that could actually go on and win the Ashes. 
surely it's about widening your pool. I mean, if you look at South African rugby, for example, mm-hmm. um, the, the size of their pool talent is enormous. And what they've done is they've encouraged uh, rugby from being a traditional private school uh, sport to be played across all areas of South Africa. And look at how they performed in their World Cup. Indeed, they are the world champions. And what they've done is they've just increased um, the, the, the volume of people in their country now are engaged in rugby. So I think the South African team is going to be a very successful team for years to come because they've got a pool talent. And that's what we've got to do. Same applies, say, to Yorkshire. Yorkshire's uh, pool talent is about 5,000 people, uh, 5,000 clubs. I've got around about 200. So, okay, so apply that logic to Yorkshire. Let's reduce the, the pool talent down to an elite 200. Does that mean Yorkshire's going to get better? I don't think so. I think by increasing the numbers, it, it, it makes it strong, makes the game stronger. So for so me, yeah, cool. I would like to see minor counties being promoted into, into the leagues. I, I would increase. I, I'm quite happy for us to have, say, three divisions, four divisions, whatever it takes, but increase the numbers uh, that are playing cricket. Well, yeah, I, I, I completely see that. I guess there's the, the the only it's not a counter argument as such, but you know let's just boil it down to a fast bowler that can take wickets and grind out you know long spells without falling over injured. Um, yeah. They need the opportunity to do that on wickets that give them the chance to do that, and that again yeah. down is to when the you know to when the timings of, of matches are played i come back to the july august so some there's been a, some effort to redress that in the sort of yep. the thumping in the ashes backlash um yep. do you feel that that redress has gone far enough are the counties like leicestershire being given enough chance for their talents to shine or are, or are they still being somewhat compromised in that objective yeah, I, th- I, th- I certainly think it's a step forward this year, uh, but I think there's still more to be done. I, I I don't envy Alan Fordham at the ECB and his scheduling uh, programmes and all that. That must be incredible, especially when you introduce a new format as well. That must make it incredibly hard. And, of course, you've got the media partners and all that. So it makes it very, very tough and... and, and, and for me, that 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 is probably the biggest one of the biggest challenges for the games, as well as the high performance scheduling. And I think I think this year we've seen a step in the right direction. Can we go further? Yeah, I, th- I think we can. I think we can. I think um, I'd like to see more red red ball cricket across the summer. Um, I, me personally, I'd like to see the uh, fifty over brought forward and actually go into a uh, an FA Cup style tournament. Um, with maybe a bit more red ball in, in the height of the summer. Yeah, so you so you are actively thinking about ways that you give red ball the space and time to to, to, to bring on that talent. Um, yeah. it, it, tell me a little bit, uh, things we talked about the Cricket Supporters Association, and the, 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 you know, we're in fact working very closely with them um, as well. Hence this really? Um Tell us a little bit about how that relationship is working. I mean, I know you conducted a survey, reached about 600 people, and it, it really emphasised the fact that Leicestershire is a sports-orientated county. <laughs> and a lot of yeah. more people than you perhaps expected are keen to come and watch Leicestershire. What, what, what else has that driven you towards, that, that the work with the, the CSA? Yeah, I think, I think for, for us, it was, it was a, good, a good vehicle to sort of start the process where we could actually communicate to people and say, right, well, fill in. It's not Leicestershire. This is Leicestershire and the Critical Supporters Association. It's open to all. Fill in the detail, and then we can have a look at it and then try and work out ways in which we can answer some of your questions. So so the things that have kind of spun out of the research is that we're looking at the roadshows around our cricket grounds. We're actually looking at a fan committee, almost uh, – a pseudo board of, of uh, fans that can guide us and give, whether that be 
a mix of funds from, say, the corporate areas to the, the terraces to um, red ball to white ball funds, whatever, a real mix. So they can help us sort of steer how we go go forward. I think as well, we're doing this initiative around the um, support your county and uh, uh, 4,000 tickets. So it's about that dialogue between the supporters association itself and how, how we can help each other to get the betterment of cricket and Leicestershire Cricket Club. So there's no set stone or set plan. We're kind of working through it and, and, and helping each other because at the end of the day, that's what we need to do. We need to attract audiences. We need opinions from other people. We can't just sit here in an ivory tower and go, yeah, that's the answer. We've got to, we've got to spread our net uh, as far and wide as possible, really. Well, I think one of the things that strikes me about Leicestershire is, well, some counties, who I won't name, appear to have hunkered down and looked inwards. <laughs> it seems yeah. to me that you're, you, and I guess it comes back to that, you know, you talked about the challenger mentality, you know, it's the, the, the Oldham, Huddersfield, Leicester, not Manchester United, Manchester, <laughs> Manchester City, yeah. Lancashire, perhaps, kind of, kind of analogy. One of the things I was interested in, and it's, I think it's been good for cricket generally and cricket growth and interest, is streaming of matches. I know both Warwickshire and Somerset have reported numbers where they've seen not only huge growth in interest, but also the the age group of people who view that streaming has has, has brought that as is at very much the, the younger end, which is hugely encouraging. Sky, I think, even took some of those um, streamed broadcasts and, and put them out as live, and then just overlaid a bit of their own commentary. How yeah. how's that been working for Leicestershire? Yeah, pretty much the same, really. We've seen good growth, um, not just locally, but internationally as well. People who are interested. We've had messages from people in Australia who are watching watching the games, which is which is brilliant. So I think I think for us again, it's it's bringing it's bringing making the game more accessible to wider audiences. So uh, and I anticipate it will grow and grow, and it'll appeal to a to a, a younger audience. I know my son. When uh, when he gets chance, does watch it on the stream. Um, so so that's a, a classic example of where a child is now kind of going. I like this. I watch this, but there's nothing there's nothing to submit that with the the real experience, and that's the challenge. Is all those people that are watching online great? That tends to be the culture of of the generations now. But what we want to try and do is convert those individuals into the visiting the ground, coming to a game, being part of the experience. Yeah. Yes, I understand they're not going to be there every single game that they can watch online, but it's how we then convert that online experience to monetize it so that we can generate income for the club, but also get that audience participating in, in Leicestershire cricket. Where technology and AI is going to go, who only knows? I mean, I, I was part of... Um, a, a couple of forums in football where they actually talked about the uh, AI stuff. So mm. if you're in China, um, you could watch Manchester United play as if you were sat in the crowd uh, at Old Trafford. So it took their capacity from you know 60,000 people, 70,000 people to over a billion potential, a billion people watching Old Trafford that potentially are in the crowd. So it's things like that. I've never it's been anywhere near Old Trafford, which is fairly typical of United. Which is, but you didn't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I agree. <laughs> so I think I think it's things like that. It's how you how you evolve it, how you develop it, how you use it to benefit the game. For me, I think the streaming has been excellent. We've seen younger audiences engage. We've seen growth in numbers. That can only be a good thing. But use it to to benefit the club so monetize it in some way and then let's start engaging with people to actually come to games so if you take the blast now i mean leicestershire typically has done pretty well i think in recent years in the blast you know under paul nixon they've 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 gritty and effective (laughs) and and quite good to watch i mean how important is it that the blast stays as that vehicle because it's it's going to bring them into 
uh, to Grace Road. I've done it again. It's going to bring <laughs> the Upton Steel County Ground. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's going to bring them in in numbers, and um, you know it, it it is there, and it's something that Leicestershire often has has performed very well in. Isn't isn't the T20 still vital? Does it worry you that that might just get a little bit devalued? Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great question. I think, um, first and foremost, it's only right that I say we are the most successful in T, T20 history here in, in England. We've won it three times. Oh, the, yes, you have. Other oh, teams won it. So I have to get that one out. So let's start with that one. Um, for us, yeah, it's part of our DNA. We love it. And actually, the nights here at Leicestershire are brilliant on T20 nights. There's a great atmosphere. Um for me, if if you devalue that, take that away, it would be a nail in the coffin of Leicestershire. Um, I, I'm looking to build on those experiences. Mm. Um, we're introducing different catering op- options. Um, we're creating a fan zone here at, at, uh, at the Upton Steel County Ground or Grace Road, however you want to call it. Um, so, I'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're... We, we love it. We love the T20. It's fantastic. It's part of our DNA. Um, we're always there or thereabouts, always those dark horses that kind of come through. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's just something we can build. I actually believe with the right kind of positioning, marketing, development here at Leicestershire, we, our ground will be too small for T20. Um, I personally would prefer it to be across friday nights on a regular basis so you know a friday or a saturday for example where you play a t20 game over a longer period of time again it comes back to scheduling and player contracts and all those sorts of things but i would like to see that as a regular occurrence i think numbers in t20 would escalate because the challenge you get is you've got a short period short shortest window of t20 which is very exciting so for somebody like for us, we've got. I'm just looking at our fixture. We've got Durham on the Thursday, and then uh, Derbyshire on the uh, on the Saturday. Derby. Yeah. So a couple of quick games. Um, yeah, are people going to come to both? They're probably going to choose one as opposed to the other. So I'd, I'd prefer to sort of see that Friday night, Saturday, over a longer period of of time. Um, Rather than condensing it, which has been very much the, that's the IPL approach. That's very much the big bash approach. But then they expand it. If I look at the IPL, you're suddenly looking at the best part of, goodness knows, 100 and something matches and over best part of two two months plus. Um, Whereas I remember when the blast started in whichever form it was, it was, it it fitted around the county schedule and still got fantastic audiences. Um, Do you feel you have enough can you put enough financial funding and muscle behind attracting people to the blast still? Um, yeah, we, we, we do, we do well. I think, um, I think we're having lived in Yorkshire for 35 years, I brought, um, a bit of tightness or bang for your book. I've told our coaching staff that I don't mind investing, but I want to see a big return investment. So, um, I, I think with the right kind of terminology, right kind of marketing, right kind of positioning, I think T20 can just escalate. I think um, for us here at Leicestershire, I, I, I am generally excited by what we can create. And one of the things that we're we're positioning uh, cricket this year, excuse me, cricket this year here in Leicestershire is heavy metal cricket. We want people to come and enjoy what will be an unbelievable experience because we want no fear cricket, heavy metal cricket, however you want to put it, uh, rock and roll cricket. That's what we want on our T20 nights. Um, Yes, it's potentially not one for the purists, but it tracks a big audience. It's a big revenue generator for the club. So we've got to build on it, but build on it in the right way. Well, I'm, I'm, in my football supporting life, I'm a Watford fan. And I go back oh. to Graham Taylor and Elton John together. Graham Taylor, when he was interviewed by Elton John 
was asked what his aspiration for the club was and immediately said Europe and everyone thought he was nuts. But he got there. He got us there by being a family club. If I look at Leicestershire, just up the road from you, Leicester City, nobody thought there was a Premier League in the the lands where it's the the massively moneyed automatically win things. That trend was, was, was bucked right on your doorstep. If you could look forward five years, Sean, what is success for Leicestershire? Where are Leicestershire going to be? And you can think that's what we what want. What a great question. Where, where next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I genuinely believe that the next five years for Leicestershire are going to be quite exciting. Hard work, uh, real graft, but quite exciting. I do, I, I have told our coaching setup and our players that I'm, I'm not here just for the journey. I want us to win things. Um, as a, a, any team in any sports competition should enter a competition to win, not make up the numbers. You should always aim to win. It's how you find a path to win. Um, so within that five years, I am looking for a moment or two or three or four, as many as they can give me um, for the club to win some silverware. I actually believe we can create growing numbers. Um, through our membership in uh, in the county championship. I do believe we can create a real fantastic environment and atmosphere for our T20 nights. And I do believe that Leicestershire can actually redevelop its ground. I think um, our ground is tired, in need of work. We're doing a little bit at the moment, um, but I actually feel that with the right leadership, the right determination, the correct cocktail of individuals, then we can create, you know, not not a test ground. I'm not advocating that we will be 30,000 or whatever. I'm actually suggesting that we can find our niche within cricket that is actually quite special. And that's something that I think in the next six to 12 months we're looking to work on and maybe provide a bit more details that is about a longer-term vision for the club. Well, that's that's a fantastic note. I wish you every success with Thank that. You. If I say use my Watford analogy or my Leicester City analogy, um, that's that's a pretty good vision to have, and we wish you incredibly well with it. Sean Jarvis, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you, Thank you. very much indeed. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.